0: Welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by GCU's Head of Admissions, Julie Fisher, to talk about the clearing process and how prospective students can get involved. Julie, it's great to see you. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Hi Craig, how are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. This is uh, Last week I was stricken with coronavirus, but I, I am almost back to my best and I'm looking forward to get down to recording another world-class podcast. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to this. To get it.
1: Glad you're feeling better.
0: Excellent. You and me both. You and me both. But we'll just kick things off asking, I'm going to ask a really big question, Julie. What exactly is clearing?
1: Clearing is just another part of the admissions application cycle. Um, so it's at the end of what we call the main application cycle through UCAS. And it's, predominantly for people who don't hold offers with any institution and whether that be because they've been unsuccessful in getting or they've just not bothered you know they they decided that they weren't going to um, apply until now it's for people who already have the qualifications so just now the majority of our school leavers won't have their confirmed qualifications from SQ in Scotland for example so they wouldn't be eligible for clearing right now but for those who actually do hold their qualifications they can apply just now through clearing It's also for then once you've got your confirmed qualifications, if you've been unsuccessful with the choices that you've made, then you've got the opportunity to to look around see what's available in clearing at this point and then hopefully gain a place at an institution.
0: Excellent. That's a very useful description. We'll look at the benefits of clearing. How can students benefit from it, first of all?
1: Um, Well, I think it provides um, another opportunity, another choice. Um, So although I'm, I'm kind of describing it for those who've maybe been unsuccessful in the main cycle, Um, it can also be for those who are just taking longer to to figure out you know people who might not have thought about going to university who have decided for whatever reason not to take a year out that type of thing but i think for me it's it's, it's most, mostly choice. Now, it can be seen as being slightly more limited, because not every programme at every institution will be eligible in Clearing. Um, but it gives people that wee bit extra kind of comfort that there could be more there, particularly for those who have been unsuccessful um, throughout the main, the main cycle in Clearing, uh, in, for the application process. Um, so Clearing has that other, the other benefit there at the end.
0: What about for GCU itself? What are the benefits?
1: For us, it helps us predominantly fill our courses. For those courses that um, we haven't managed to fill throughout the main cycle, there may be a few places. So so it gives us that comfort of being able to, to fill our programs. But also I think we can get really good good students through clearing. Um, So I think it benefits us from that perspective as well. I'm not suggesting that those we don't get through clearing are not as good either. Um, But there can be a lot of people, as I say, who just take their time to, to figure out what it is they want to do. And they can be really, really good students. Sometimes because it can be seen as the kind of last ditch attempt. It can be seen as something I think some people think it's for people who um, maybe aren't as strong, and that's really not the case. Um, It also gives people who might have a place at another university or a a particular programme, that opportunity if they've decided to maybe change their mind for whatever reason throughout the cycle, gives them a wee bit more choice at that time as well, and that's good for universities as well as um, for students. Nobody wants a student to go on the programme that's not quite right for them.
0: We looked at the benefits there, Julie, but are there any drawbacks at all from clearing?
1: You know, I've had a wee think about this and I really don't think there are because for those who have a confirmed place, it gives them the opportunity to maybe have a wee wee look around and see if there's anything that they want to change. So that that clearly is a benefit. I don't see any disadvantage to that. And I certainly don't see any disadvantage to there being more opportunities for those who've not yet gained a place. So no, I I really don't think there are any disadvantages to institutions or to, to applicants in the process.
0: Do we have targets to meet for clearing?
1: We will do, yes, because we've got targets to meet for all our programs. So if we've not met those targets, that's when programmes become available in clearing. So we will have for, for some cases quite limited places in clearing. You might only have a few, a few places left. So it is, can be quite kind of cutthroat, very fast-paced clearing, because we might only have a few places available.
0: What happens to those programmes then that don't meet the fulfilment?
1: Well, we can still continue to run them because we will have, you know, we will have enough students to run the programs, So that's okay. Um, It's just our aim to to fill them. But if if we don't fill them exactly, that will be um, a big problem for us. We'll still be able to run the courses.
0: You touched on this earlier, but is every programme at the university available to students through Clearing?
1: No, so not necessarily and and we certainly at GCU we we have advertised our Clearing Places just now um, and we don't have every programme in Clearing because we either expect um, after the exam results have been confirmed to fill all our places or we really believe that they're already filled at the moment so um, there will be some courses that at the moment are not in Clearing.
0: What courses are available for Clearing then?
1: I could I could drive off there are <laughs> courses available in every every academic school certainly so there is a wide variety of courses business courses engineering courses and um, some of our health courses um, but it's it's a bit of a list at the moment so um, I would just advise people can go onto UCAS or the website to see what that full list is.
0: Clearing sounds fantastic and it sounds like a really vital tool for university admissions but I know that some universities don't participate in it
1: why is that the case? I would guess the majority of institutions, if they don't participate, it's because they have managed to fill those courses um, throughout the main cycle. That's usually the main reason an institution wouldn't. I don't think it's a strategic decision not to enter clearing at all, particularly where there are places. However, there may be some institutions where they've already filled their places throughout the main cycle.
0: So we know what clearing is. Let's get into the mechanics of clearing take me on the journey of a prospective student right from the start of applying with Glasgow Caledonia University through clearing to the end point. What does that look like?
1: Okay, so first of all, what we do really encourage people to do is do a bit of research. So they need to to really look at both Both the programme and the institution, it's quite important that people get the right institution for them, that it's a really good fit for them, from location to style of teaching to, you know, the numbers of of people in a classroom, that type of thing. That's really important as well. I think some people can really focus on the programme, which absolutely, and the overall career aims are are important, but so is the fit for the university. So first of all, it would be really doing that bit of research into the programmes and the institution itself, obviously seeing if if there is availability and what those entry criteria are, you're then encouraged because you can only make one clearing application at a time. So it really is an accept or reject type process. So you are encouraged to to speak to the individual institutions about their vacancies, go through your kind of application. It tends to be on the phone or we do live chat or, or email to talk through the qualifications that you have already and whether you're a fit for the the programme or not at that stage if, if we do wish to to make you an offer it's what we, we call it an informal offer at that stage because we don't have any of your formal application at, at that stage so with the qualifications that you've told us you have we'll let you know if you've got a place if you do you'll receive an email from us which has that informal offer confirming that the next steps as long as they're they're completed within a certain time frame then you'll be guaranteed a place on that program. So the, the information contained in that tells you what those next steps are. And, and the reason I'm not going into all of those because it really will be dependent on mm-hmm. where you are in the process. So depending mm-hmm. if you're already a UCAS applicant or if you're brand new, there will be different, different kind of processes mm-hmm. to go through at that point. Um, so once you've completed those, we get your, your formal offer out at that stage and then that's it. It's, it's on to information for registration and joining the university.
0: Brilliant. Now, I know the coronavirus pandemic has changed things for everybody and I imagine clearing will be the same. How has clearing changed over the last year or so?
1: Well actually I wouldn't say clearing in itself has changed. No. Um, from the institutional perspective it, it was quite challenging last year because we were all working remotely and um, as I say it can be really fast paced. We managed to go on campus just for a couple of days for that, that main period which really helped because there's so many questions. Um, you only have a, a limited number of um, Kind of admissions experts at that point and then everyone else is volunteers so you've got to really support the volunteers as well but as i say it's quite fast paced you, mm-hmm. you need to make sure you're making the right decisions for the applicants and the, and the university and um, so that was a bit challenging i would say this year we're hoping to be on campus for a bit longer because it helps you know the team communicate mm-hmm. and, and helps us manage our numbers you've obviously got to manage numbers you've got reporting and in, in, in the mix as well so the, the process, as I say itself, hasn't hasn't really changed so much. It's maybe more how we operationalise it that that's had its challenges due to social distancing and working from home and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, certainly I remember when we were out we where on campus, the clearing process, all the corridors were turned into a mini call center. Yes, almost it was, all, it was yeah. all hands to the pumps. Talk me through the process, what it's like for staff and pulling this all together.
1: So staff, we rely heavily on staff from outside of the department. You know, we we look at 40 50 people at any one time for that for that main clearing day to 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 man the phones and to make the the offers um so it's, it's it's a really good time actually everyone who gets involved in it we tend to get people who come back year after year um, to support the process because they really enjoy it it does have its, its downsides in terms of when you're having to disappoint some people you know who, who maybe just um are not able to get the program of their choice um, but it's a really good feeling when you get that excitement from the other end of the phone you know whether it be the parents whether it be the, the mm-hmm. applicant themselves are so really excited that they've managed to get to the course of that they're really interested in so so there's a good kind of vibe about it you know phones going all the time there's a good buzz about the room people in general are making you know making people happy in that sense so um people do enjoy it yeah i would say the main people enjoy it
0: would you have any advice to someone who was applying to gcu through clearing
1: the advice I always have is just do your research, you know, um, it's really important that if you've got any questions at all, you need to get in touch with the university, you know, we're, we're there to support, to make sure that it's the right choice for you as well as for us, so um, research, I would say there's so much out there, um, UCAS have an awful lot of really good advice on their website um, for, for applicants and clearing, we've got our own website with vacancies up that talks through the, the entry criteria, etc, um, and the process, but in the main, yeah, bit of research, and make sure you talk to us if you've got any questions at all and unsure.
0: Is there a common mistake that applicants make during this process? Something that you may have seen people do over the years?
1: I think that the only thing I really see time time again, but not that often, but you do get it every year, are those people who are just doing it on spec, who, who have not engaged with us, who have not spoken to us, and it's not necessarily the right the right fit. Mm-hmm. So. I think it is just about making sure that you speak to us, because as I say, it's a kind of, you only make one application at any one time. So you have to get your decision from the first institution before you could could move on to another programme or another institution. So I would say it's just keeping that communication going, making sure that you do a bit of research, that you're quite confident before you make the application that you're going to get a a place in the programme.
0: What kind of support does the university offer prospective students going through this process?
1: Well, we offer various types of support. so if you really need to speak to an academic because you want a bit more depth on on the actual programme, then we can get you in touch with an academic. My team certainly in, um, in the admissions department can talk through the application process, can talk through the qualifications that you've got, maybe some experience. So it's not all just down to, you know, the kind of standard hires and A-levels. Um, it can also be for, for people who've maybe been out of education for a while. Um, so those types of learners are, are, are ones that probably really do need to speak to us because mm-hmm. it's not quite as, as easy for them to understand their eligibility in that sense. So, yeah, we'll take calls from you say so there's live chat email communication and we can get you in touch with relevant people depending on what it is so we're not necessarily going to be able to answer all your questions but we certainly know who can and we can put you in touch with various people
0: what about support for parents or guardians or teachers do we offer that
1: yeah so that's the same I mean we do so we've got like, so you know podcasts we've got Instagram live we've got all that information on um, our website as well that's for for parents and for those that are, that are helping people decide how to do that so so that's all available there and I said UCAS is really good as well so we'd encourage people to look at that.
0: How important is clearing as your role of head of admissions at the university?
1: Yeah so a really important part it's as I say fast paced and we need to to fill our vacancies we need to make sure we've got our applicants supported they're making the right choices if they haven't been quite successful we want to give them other options where it's where it's possible um so it's yeah it's a really really important time for the university it's not just about as I say the the filling of the places from our perspective but it's making sure that we're supporting our our applicants through that journey as well to get them to that final destination so sometimes it it can be, feel like it's a bit disappointing. You might not get your first choice, but it certainly doesn't mean to say that we won't be able to to support you in some other program um, and that's quite important you know we do get some people who completely change their mind at clearing you know they think they they desperately want a particular program and then when they start doing that bit of research when we start talking to them okay. then they might actually find that the you know their interest is peaked in something else and um, so that's quite nice to, to see as well but yeah no it's it's, it's a really important part for the universities i say to get them all through that journey at the other end so it's not just about those who might have been unsuccessful but those who are successful, making sure they've got all their answers um, to the questions that they need and they're comfortable in what those next steps are for joining the university.
0: As the head of admissions, Julie, I imagine your role in the student journey is one of the most important, particularly for new students coming into the university. Could you tell us what it's like to be the head of admissions, what else the, the job entails?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's a very, very busy, uh, varied, varied role. So we've got quite a big department. Mm -hmm. So we deal with the administration for for some of our programmes, like our postgraduate research. But we do um, the majority of decision making for our undergraduate and postgraduate top programmes, as well as uh, a lot of it will be around reporting, keeping abreast of what's going on in the sector, any government initiatives um, and drives from there lots of different targets within targets within targets type thing um, so you're making sure that all your processes are, are very much applicant centred to, to give the best experience you can for the applicants and, and ensure they're getting placed on on the right programmes so making sure that we've got all the compliance elements so particularly when we're dealing with maybe some international students for example there's a lot of UKBI compliance so making sure that that we're up to speed with any any changes from the government perspective from the sector making sure that the team are all trained our processes are fine just now you know I've spent the last kind of year or two um, doing an awful lot of work and implementing our new student system as well so we've kind of got that going on at the same time as pandemic at the same time as working from home you've also got that kind of the last year you know a lot of kind of welfare of of the the staff within the department as well Mm -hmm. so that's been quite challenging to try and support the team Mm -hmm. from a distance so to speak and from home because you're not really seeing people in the same way you're not you're not around people so that's been actually quite quite a big challenge I I think the team have, have have risen to it very very well but trying to keep in touch with everybody. So th- there's an awful lot going on in different yeah. types of applicants, different types of students. And as I say, a lot of the compliance and reporting and um, that sort of thing. Busy time.
0: Yeah, definitely. It sounds a very vast, very busy role. But Julie, if anyone who's listening wants to get in touch with the university in regards to clearing, what are the details? Where, do they, where can they go to find out more information?
1: Okay, so we've got our, our information on our website. You can also contact us by telephone, Details um, again are on the website. We've got web forms, we've got live chat, um, and we've got our email communication. So they're all there. On the, the points of contact are all there on the website, which is probably the best way to to look and see what what fits at that particular point. Live chat's quite good because obviously mm. you're getting that kind of conversation for those who might not have the quite the time or the, the space to be to be calling us. I'm old school, I prefer the old conversation, <laughs> you know, but that's that's not always what, what others like. Um, but I think when you're asking a lot of kind of complex questions, particularly this time of year, I think that kind of chat mm. is is to people's advantage, to be honest, it, it, but I appreciate it doesn't suit everyone. So, we've got, I think, you know, various, all the usual standard methods of communication. So, I would encourage people to, to get in touch if they've got anything they need to ask.
0: Julie, that was brilliant. Great to have a new show. Thank you very much for the time.
1: That's great, Craig. Thanks very much. Speak soon.
0: I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join us again next time. We'll be in conversation with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else. Until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer, and this has been The Common Good Podcast.